Hello there, everybody, and welcome to episode four of the Claire O'Sullivan podcast. Again, I want to say a massive thank you to everyone who has listened, subscribed, shared and reviewed the podcast over the last few episodes. I really, really appreciate each and every one of you, and I appreciate the support so, so much. Um, So today for episode number four, we are going to be talking all about metabolism, truths and myths. Um, So metabolism is a very hot topic out there. And today I just want to bring a bit more clarity to exactly what it is um, to help us understand it a little bit more and to help dispel some of the myths that are around it. Um, So to get straight stuck into things, what is metabolism? So your metabolism, it's all the chemical and physical processes that occur in your body that keep you alive and doing all the things that living people do. So just to simplify that a bit, your metabolism, it's the process by which your body converts the food and the drink that you consume into energy, um, which allows for our heart to pump, which allows for our lungs to breathe, which allows for our digestive system to function. So your metabolism really is the key to everything that keeps you alive and functioning as a human being. Um, So the calories in food and drink that we consume, they undergo physical and chemical changes in the body. They release energy And that's what allows our bodies to function. Um, So it underpins everything we do as human beings. Um, Why is it important for us to have an understanding of our metabolism? Um, So I suppose from the industry that I am working in, um, in the health and fitness industry, we need to have a good grasp of metabolism to allow for us to lose body fat also to allow for us to gain body fat or to maintain or to maintain our current body fat levels. Um, we need to have an understanding of why we are or are not making progress towards certain body composition goals. Um, and I suppose a big reason for wanting to discuss metabolism in more detail is because there is an awful lot of false information out there, an awful lot of myths, and it's not something that's well understood at all. Um, it's the term metabolism. It's commonly used for like how easy you lose weight, um, but that's not exactly what it is. So you'll often hear people say things like, oh, like Joe, he has a really fast metabolism. He can eat whatever he wants and he never puts on weight. Or you might hear Josephine, she has a really slow metabolism. She finds it really hard to lose weight. Um, she just looks at food and she gains weight. You'll commonly hear people say things say things like that all of the time without having a good understanding of what a fast or a slow metabolism is or even understanding the definition of metabolism itself and so it's so understood and so misunderstood and people who struggle to lose weight will often blame a slow metabolism but there actually isn't 
any evidence to support that. And it can be it can be a handy scapegoat sometimes, or maybe it takes the focus off of us and we can externalize it onto something else that we don't understand very well. Um, and the research actually shows that overweight people have faster metabolisms than underweight people. Um, larger bodies, they're going to require more energy to carry out basic bodily functions. Um, obesity is actually associated with a higher metabolic rate than someone who is going to be underweight. Um, and that's something that's not commonly believed at all. So if you can imagine um, someone who is someone who is 100 kgs overweight, okay? That's like walking around with a barbell and 40 kg plates on each side all day, every day. Getting out of bed with 100 kgs extra on your back, like going up the stairs with 100 kgs more. Every step you take, you're carrying around 100 kgs more that person is going to burn so much more energy. They're going to require so much more energy to function than someone who is 20 kgs underweight. Um, so it's kind of like, it's false for us to think that people who are overweight have slower metabolisms than people who are underweight. It just doesn't make any sense when you think of how much extra work that overweight person has to do just to carry their bodies around the place. Um, so when people think that they have a slowed metabolism and this is the reason for them not being able to lose weight, they often can think that their metabolism has been damaged, that it's been damaged by previous periods of dieting or um, different kind of dietary approaches that they've been on. And they think then that that damage that has been done is stopping them from losing weight um, today or in the future, or that it means they're never going to be able to lose weight. And for most people who have not been diagnosed by their doctor with a metabolic disorder, it's just not the case. Okay? And very few people like in comparison to the amount of people who think their metabolism is damaged, have actually been diagnosed with a metabolic disorder. So if you haven't, it's not going, it might not be so evidence-based for you to say that your metabolism is slow or damaged. Often people are just consuming more calories than they think for weight loss to occur, or maybe burning less calories than they think they are. Because the, um, the concept of energy balance, it works by law. It's the first law of thermodynamics. So the, the law is that a change in fat mass will be directly proportional to energy consumed minus energy expended. So what that really means is that, okay, if we consume more energy, also known as calories, then we burn, we're going to gain body fat. If we burn more calories than we consume, we're going to lose body fat. If energy consumed and energy expended, aka calories consumed and calories expended are equal, we're going to maintain the fat levels that we have. And that works by law, just like gravity. 
you wouldn't argue with gravity and this law is the same unless as i said maybe for someone who has been diagnosed by their doctor with a metabolic disorder which is quite a small proportion of people in comparison to those who think their metabolism is damaged so how does it work then when we see two people and it seems like okay one person can eat 3000 calories a day um and they and they don't gain weight and the other person is eating 2000 calories a day and they gain weight what is the deal there so we'll say if they are about the same height about the same um body weight they're the same sex um but one can eat way more than the other in terms of calories and maintain weight and the other person gains weight this is where people start to question things like why can they eat so much more than me um and so we're going to explain what actually makes up our total daily energy expenditure to get a better understanding of that and there's four key components um, that we're going to talk through that make up okay your total daily energy expenditure um so the four of these that we're going to talk through are your basal metabolic rate um, your non-exercise activity thermogenesis we're going to talk through the thermic effect of feeding and exercise energy expenditure um, so the first one we said there was our basal metabolic rate this is the largest component of energy out the largest like the largest amount of energy that we use is through our basal metabolic rate this is the energy needed um, to keep you alive um, it's the energy required for your heart to be able to pump for your lungs to be able to to breathe and it makes up about 70 percent um, of our daily energy output um, it's the energy required for everything for all those processes that occur in our body to be able to take place um, and these processes they're pretty consistent like every day our heart needs to breathe every day our lungs need to breathe every day our heart needs to pump those things don't change. So our basal metabolic rate, it stays pretty steady day to day, doesn't change very much at all. Um, and our basal metabolic rate, it depends on a number of things. It depends on our body size. So a larger person is going to have a higher, um, is going to consume more calories just to function. And they're going to need more calories just to function. Um, it depends on our body composition. Um, a person with more muscle mass is going to require more energy just to maintain that muscle mass in, in comparison to a person who doesn't have as much muscle. Um, age has an impact on our basal metabolic rate. It slows a little bit as we age. Um, our sex has an impact on it. Um, it. Our basal metabolic rate is going to be higher for males than in females and it's also um, going to be higher in someone who has more muscle and males tend to have more muscle than females unfortunately um, it's our genes also have an impact on it and kind of the association between our genes and the impact that has on our basal metabolic rate it's not something that's very well understood but we do know it has an impact um, so the next thing that we are going to talk through then is so like how much of a difference does our basal metabolic rate have on things and the thing is that like the majority of people um roughly around 70 percent of people stay very close to what we what, what we say is the average ba basal metabolic rate for 
that adult person who is like a certain sex and a certain age. Um, and the vast majority of people around like over 90% of people will vary around 16% from the average. So majority of people do not vary very much from what we will estimate their basal metabolic rate to be. Okay. They might vary two or 300 calories either side of the average basal metabolic rate for them. Um, extremes of basal, of basal metabolic rates are very rare and they can often result um, from disease or from obesity. Um, our body composition will have an impact on it in the sense that it costs more energy to maintain muscle in comparison to maintaining body fat. It's easier for us to maintain our body fat stores on our body than it is for us to maintain the muscle on our body. It requires more energy to preserve that muscle. So that's why if you have more muscle mass, your basal metabolic rate is going to be higher. Um, so we'll say if you've got two people and they both weigh 60 kgs on the scales, but one has a lot more muscle making up that 60 kg in comparison to the other person, that person is going to burn more energy just at rest. They're going to have um, a higher calorie expenditure without doing very much at all. Um, so the second thing we talked about then after our basal metabolic rates is our non-exercise activity thermogenesis. People also call this your niche. So what this is, um, this is the energy that we use for all movement that isn't exercise. Okay. So all the other movements that we do that aren't really considered exercise, such as walking around the place, such as the housework, such as fidgeting, such as putting the washing out on the line, all of those activities that we do day to day that we don't really think about all that much or they're not planned exercise. And that niche, um, it makes up for around about 15% of the total energy output of your average person. For some people who are more active, um, it's going to make up more. Um, for some people who are less active, it might be less. And But the 15% is about the average. So if we move more, we're obviously going to burn more energy um, through meat. So the next thing then that um, makes up our total daily energy expenditure is um, the energy that we use to digest the food that we eat. And that's called the thermic effect of feeding. And that makes up about 10% of our energy output. So all the food that we eat, it costs energy for us to digest that. Um, protein in comparison to fats and carbs has the highest thermic effect of feeding, which means it requires more energy to break down protein than it does to break down carbohydrates and fats. Um, so if we are aiming to lose body fat, it's a good idea for us to eat more protein because it costs more energy to actually digest it. And the last thing then is exercise. So exercise on average only takes up about 5% of our total daily energy expenditure, which can be very surprising for people. People think that exercise contributes a massive amount to our energy expenditure. Um, the thing is that if you are, we'll say, if you are more active than the average person, you'll burn more energy through exercise. If you're less active, you'll burn less than that 5%. But overall, it doesn't make up a lot of our energy 
output at all. So thinking that we can like eat whatever we want as long as we're doing a bit of exercise um, is often somewhere people fall down when they think, um, why am I not losing weight? I'm working out every day. But really, that actually only makes up maybe a small proportion of our total daily energy output. So there is a few caveats to this where it's not maybe as straightforward as those things we've just gone through. Um, so things can get a little bit complicated when it comes to measuring energy output, because we'll say um, in certain populations, BMR, your basal metabolic rate, it might be overestimated. So for someone who has PCOS or for someone who has hypothyroidism, um, their basal metabolic rate, if they're going by the average, it might they might be overestimating. Um, your BMR also reduces as you diet, um, as your body starts to um, adapt to being in a calorie deficit. So your BMR will reduce a bit then as well. Also, when you lose body fat and you're carrying around, you're carrying around less weight, so your basal metabolic rate will go down a bit. Um, so the other things that kind of complicate measuring energy output is that meat can change. So your um, the activities that you do that you don't really have to think about, they can change when you're in a calorie deficit. If you don't have a lot of energy available, um, your subconsciously, your body's going to want to move less. Um, if you are in a big calorie surplus, the opposite's going to happen. Your body's going to, for most people, automatically maybe move a bit more maybe you fidget a bit more maybe you lose more um, energy through heat um, depending on whether you're in a calorie deficit or a calorie surplus and some people will um, respond more to those states than other people um, the other thing that will change um, is like the other thing that can i suppose impact our measuring of energy output is exercise. So we often overestimate the amount of calories that we will burn during exercise. And as we get fitter and we get more efficient at exercise, we're going to burn less calories for the same amount of activity because our body adapts to it and gets better at losing, um, gets, gets better at losing extra energy through inefficient movements, we'll say, while we're running, for example. So if you're running 5K in a very unfit state versus running 5K after doing a lot of training and your body has adapted very well and it's more efficient, you're going to burn less calories for the same, for the same exercise. Um, so you will hear people say things like, I have a very fast metabolism um, but um, we've seen earlier just that just on average people don't vary that much from the norm if someone perceives themselves to have a very fast met metabolism maybe they're actually just really active and they have a very high calorie output from meat so maybe they just get a lot of steps in maybe they fidget a lot maybe they lose a lot through heat maybe there's someone who sweats a lot maybe they exercise more than the people that they're saying they in the people they're in comparison to the people they're comparing themselves with um, maybe they just move a lot more maybe genetically their BMR is that bit higher. So all those things can have an impact on it. Um, next thing I want to do is just to run through a few very commonly asked questions that I get. So a lot of people will ask me, does eating little and often speed up your metabolism? And the answer is no. Meal frequency 
So how many meals a day that you eat, it does not influence your metabolism. You do not need to eat little and often to stoke your metabolic fire or anything like that. Um, in studies that have compared eating three meals versus six meals a day, there is no difference um, in there's no difference for weight loss between eating three and six meals a day. Um, increasing frequency does not change your metabolic rate. As long as calories are equated for, there will be no difference in weight loss for six versus three meals. So if you're eating 2000 calories a day and you break that down into six meals or three meals, the outcome will be the exact same in terms of fat loss. So meal frequency does not matter. Um, similarly to that, eating breakfast does not stoke your metabolic fire or get your metabolism going in the morning. So eating breakfast in the morning is not something you need to do to lose weight. It's not something you need to do to fire up your metabolism or anything of the sorts. People also ask, does fasted cardio speed up your metabolism? And the answer to that again is no. So if you do fasted cardio, it just means you're doing your cardio exercise in a fasted state, you haven't eaten. So you are going to burn fat for fuel because you haven't eaten. So you might not have much carbs in your body. So you're going to burn fat for fuel during that exercise. However, that does not mean that you are going to drop more body fat overall. If calories each day are the same, whether you train fasted or unfasted is not going to make a difference for your total fat loss. Um, to lose fat, you must use more fat than is stored over time. Um, but just doing a fasted cardio session and eating the same amount of calories that day isn't going to mean that you're going to burn more fat overall or use more fat overall. Just because you've used fat during a session for fuel does not equate to more fat loss overall. Um, burning more fat does not necessarily mean more fat loss because you're going to eat after that training session and your body's just going to use, um, your body's going to use, we'll say less fat as fuel throughout the day, because you're going to use that carbs then for fuel rather than using your fat reserves for fuel for the rest of the day. Um, another question I often get is what foods speed up my metabolism? And it is often claimed that certain foods and drinks can boost your metabolism, such as green tea, black coffee, spices, energy drinks. And the thing is that everyone is looking for this, the foods that are going to make a big difference. What are these magic foods that I can eat that are going to help me burn fat? Um, the thing is that things like coffee and green tea they might make the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest difference to your metabolic rate, but it's so small and it's not so effective and it's not even really worth thinking about. You might burn a few extra calories, like a tiny few extra calories over the course of a day if you have more coffee and more green tea. It's not even worth talking about or thinking about or focusing on, really. Um, so there, there are no foods that are going to speed up your metabolism. Um, and it's like it's just not worth your energy focusing on them. Things like people ask about things like apple cider vinegar, about celery, about coconut oil, about avocados. These things, they do not speed up your metabolism. Don't waste your energy and time trying to 
incorporate those things if you think that they're going to speed up your metabolism. Incorporate those things if you like them, not because they're going to have an impact on your metabolism. Um, there is a whole host of metabolism boosting and fat burning supplements out there. Please, please, please don't waste your time, your money, your money, your energy on those supplements. They're overpriced. They're ineffective. They are a waste of time. Um, if weight loss is the goal, it'll be so much better. Like if you spend your time and your money focusing on the things that are actually going to help you maintain a calorie deficit. So setting up a nutritional strategy that's going to suit you and being more physically active. They are the things that are going to support weight loss. Put your money, time, energy, focus into those, not into fat burners or magic foods. Um, and the million dollar question I always get asked is, well, how can I actually boost my metabolism? What is going to help me burn body fat, lose body fat? What is the secrets? Um, and there is some ways you can boost your metabolism. Dun, dun, dun. Um, move more. Like be more active. You're going to burn more calories. Like make 10,000 steps a day your standard. That is going to be a way of increasing your calorie output. Um, exercise more. Um, increase your muscle mass. That's going to be a way for you to um increase your metabolic rate it's going to cost more energy then to maintain that muscle so you're going to be burning more calories at rest um, if you um, focus for a period of time on building more muscle um, by lifting weights and progressing those weights over time um, if you eat more protein um, it's going to cost more energy to digest that protein which is mean you're going to burn more calories in comparison to if you were eating more calories um, from carbs and fats so they are the secrets um, move more exercise more lift weights eat more protein nothing fancy nothing sexy but they work and you'll get such a better return if you put your time and energy into those things rather than the fat burners um, and the metabolism boosting hacks that you might hear out there so that is everything that I wanted to talk through on metabolism I hope that made sense I hope that shed a little light on the subject for you if you've got any questions off the back of that please drop me a message instagram it's probably the best place to catch me on um, my instagram handle is claire o'sullivan underscore coaching drop me a message on there i do my very best to reply as quick as i can and i love chatting all things health and fitness so don't ever hold back if you've got a question Please be so kind as to share this podcast with your friends, to give us a review. Um, and I just want to say a massive thank you so much to everybody for listening. And I will see you in episode number five.